The A-Team officiating camp will be May the 5th, 6th, and 7th, and we will also bring in replay this year and clinicians from the NFL, the FBS, the FCS, and Division II level conferences. I'm going to throw out too much just yet. The A-Team officiating camp website is at ateamofficiating.com. The Unofficial Lounge with Ashante, Craybon, and Monty. We're here to give you the insight into some of the biggest plays you remember involving the people wearing the stripes. We look at the grit it takes to become an official while exploring the history of officiating with the people who made it. It's more than black and white. How the daiquiris today? Oh man, I'm not drinking now because I'm working. Uh, He's still great in film. He got he got work to do. Yeah, I'm on the dog side. I'm in management, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready, Monty? It's going. Go ahead. All right, everybody, welcome back to the unofficial lounge. We are joined today by what I call him as Mr. Mayor, but y'all know him as Michael Cooper. Big 12 official, now retired, but man, this is my guy. Every time I show up to Baltimore, that's where we get to hang out, and I love hanging with Mr. Mayor all the time. So welcome to the lounge, Coop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What you, got to say, what you got to say on that one, Ashanti? You can't say nothing about that announcement, right? Yeah, no, I had that's a what I thought. It was all right. Uh-huh. It was all right. Yeah, you probably had a piece of meat hanging from the nah, side. Ain't, ain't no meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Go ahead. Go ahead, Ashanti. <laughs> hey, Coop, what's up, man? How like? Hey, man, it's all about you guys, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate you. So I, I was hoping to make this show one time. It was on my wish list. <laughs> I've been watching you guys, man. I've been watching. See, see, we gonna, see, we gonna, gonna go start there already. See, see this one. See, I'm, I got thing. a flag on the field. We got a flag, Monty. So when I call Coop to set the show up, he gonna play like, "Hey, man, what's that?" He gonna be humble. Oh no, yeah, Oh no, I ain't heard about it. I'm like, you called the show and said, thank y'all doing a good show. Yeah, he left a message. Good stuff, Cravon, Monty, and Asante. It's Coop in Dallas, man. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) He got off like, oh, nah, man. Oh, well. Tell me what the concept of the show is. <laughs> that, that was you after know? a couple of daiquiris, right, Coop? There you go. <laughs> then he go. Then it, was after, a, it was a non-work day. <laughs> yeah. And then after two hours later, I was like, Coop, I hope we remember everything we discussed. Because we definitely going to bring it up. And the first thing, you had an interesting how you got started in the fish shape. Let that story be known, sir. Oh, the way I got started officiating uh, 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 was pretty much like Cravon did. Cravon uh, got fired. I, the, the organization decided they wanted to go in a different direction. 
So they didn't fire me technically. They just went in a different direction. Uh, you know, I, sometimes you equate things to people downsizing or, you know, so Craven don't feel bad about it, but it's happened <laughs> to the best shows. <laughs> what was your record when you got you got let go? I was undefeated. Few do they let undefeated coaches go, so it had to be something. But I was a disciplinary. Gotcha. Oh. You know, and so here's the thing. I was one of those that drove across town and were underprivileged kids and I'm taking my gas, driving 30 miles across town, basically to babysit. Craven, you can say amen anytime you want because you know I'm not lying. Amen. And you babysitting for these people and the kids, and you're trying to pour into them the things that you learned as you were coming up uh, about sports and the sportsmanship and the discipline that it takes to be a good teammate. And so uh, – Make a long story short, they uh, I had this one kid. This was back in the Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith days here in the uh, DFW area. If you, in case you guys didn't know, that's Dallas Fort Worth. But you know, I'm the, like Craven was saying. For, for those that didn't know, <laughs> yeah. And see, I'm I'm just the mayor of Redbird. There you go. And it's a a, a, a city within the city of Dallas. Yeah. But don't come over here without, you know, unless you're straight. Hold up. What you mean by straight? He's just straight. saying you need an invitation. You can't be right. coming out here on your own. <laughs> exactly. We're going to leave it like that. So, hey. but, but let's talk about that a little bit, Coop, before we, we really jump in and just officiate. You volunteer coaching, right? Yes. You 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 taking your gas and your time and, and really not the gas, right? Your time to pick more up important these, the time. That's right? right. You pick up these kids, you take them time away from home, your own home, to take care of them. And how frustrating was it to where you look up and they had to make a board decision on if you can come back? It's like, hold on. Y'all need me more than I need you. How in the world y'all going to take a vote and I'm taking my precious time out to try to help the, these individuals to be not just a better ball player, but just a better person. And now y'all going to take a vote on if I get to come back. Yeah, it, it, it was the most uh, it was one of the most frustrating things I went to as a young man, especially because I was trying to give back. And I was like, that, that hurt me to the soul, man. Right, right. Because I was doing it from my heart, and I was doing it because I wanted to help the kids, and because they were underprivileged, and you know, white, black, Hispanics, you know, uh, and you know, it was in a part of town that wasn't the world's best uh, in, in, in this area, and and so when I looked at I and what all the stuff I was doing, they I think they got mad at me, Craven, because. What I did, I I benched uh, the star player mm. because he didn't come to practice. Wow! And and how old was this player at the time? Probably nine, ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> right? And people get mad because yeah. you're trying to show a nine, ten year old some responsibility. Right? right? Yeah. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense. So. 
you go from that, you you volunteer coaching, you dedicate your time. Volunteer. Let's put it like what it is. He said, he giving up. What y'all going to do? Right. I'm out this. Right. <laughs> so now what brought you into officiate now that they so you walked away from the coaching side? Uh, uh, How did you get into officiate? Okay, that's a great segue. So at the time I was a mailman and I worked at the post office. This is before Amazon, everybody. So he had every yeah. Sunday off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know that it's Sunday off. <laughs> I, used have, I used to have Sunday off. Right, Sunday off, right. Yeah. So uh so the thing about working in the post office, you go to work, it was just like like we're hanging out right here. You know, you're talking about everything went on from the previous day and whatever, whatever. And so um, uh, one of my best friends at the post office, uh, God bless his soul, he was an official. But I always looked at him. I was like, man, he had crazy, you know, <laughs> which I, and now I realize that that's what that's got to be a part of it. <laughs> Something got to be wrong with you to go in this profession. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, I went to work, and of course, everybody at the job was making fun of me uh, about getting fired or getting, you know, let go. <laughs> everybody came up with their own little thing. And so he said, hey, man, why don't you uh, come try officiating? They can't fire you from that. He said, uh, he said and then the good thing about it, you'll be getting paid. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Doing, doing that pop like warning, you don't get paid. <laughs> Didn't pay it. Right. It was 1994. Mm, okay. And I was like, I said, well, I know I mean him like to hang around each other. So I just went ahead and went out there with him. And the rest was history. I fell in love. <laughs> so I was like, no more coaching for me. <laughs> did you start where everyone else did on the line of scrimmage, just like everybody else? Or they put you directly in there at umpire? No, 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 no. I, I, I learned how to work on the line of scrimmage. Right. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Monty, because here's the thing. I, I, I don't I think every official should be an official. Mm-hmm. There you should go. be a specialist, a, a one pony trick, as I call them. You know just what wear I'm a saying? White hat. That's what you're trying to say. You take a shot at people who just wear a white hat? No. I'm just saying the only thing you can do is work line the scrimmage. The only thing you can do is be a back judge. The only thing you can do is uh is is is, is be an umpire. That means you don't know nothing about the game. That's the only thing that's a, that's a good indication. Damn, we got the right we got the right man on the show today because people he is telling it like it is. When you start out, oh, I wasn't supposed to say it like that. You have to know. No, no, that is perfect. You ain't take shots at all the other positions. What about center judges? No, no, no. But he's saying you got to do everything. You got to do everything. Call them all out then. Call them all out. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I'm saying is that you should know more than just one position on the field. You should know how to work multiple positions on the field. Let me explain something to you. If I don't know what, what you're supposed to be doing, First of all, I got to know what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's good to know what you're supposed to do because if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I can make that adjustment right in mid-flight almost. Because right at the very next time I get to talk to you, we're not going to have that problem again because we can fix it or we can discuss, did you see this block? Why didn't you? Whatever. 
You know, those are the type of things that we can do right then and there. But I got to know what you're doing, what you're supposed to be in order for me to do that, to bring that to that tape. Communication. That sound like a man in management. No, he sound like a man that knows how to be a football official. You can put me anywhere and I can work. Now, if you put the mic on, it may be a little, you know, my announcers may struggle. Okay. They don't want to put that on us, dog. We used to be coaches. Right, right. We might come out there and say, that mother, right <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you need to learn how to be a football official. And in today's day, especially, you got too many guys that all of a sudden I just want to be this. I just want to be that. No, be a football official so you can officiate the game, not your position. Sure. Hey man, what hey, I'm saying this is how uh, he communicated it. That's not probably how he said it on the field. Hey, you know what? <laughs> But that's how we want it in the lounge. So, (laughs) so Mr. Mayor, Mr. Cooper, how was it now you started out, you started officiating at the peewee level, high school, you, you're in the Dallas area. So high school football is a little bit different Mm -hmm. there. What made you want to skip peewee and jump up to high school? Cause that was a pay cut for you, right? <laughs> Is that question for me or for Craven? No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So the, the one thing about it, like I said, Craven can relate to this here because Craven is never introduced as that is a nice guy. So, and I'm pretty sure people don't introduce me like that. So I'm just, we just gonna hold on right there. Just hold on to that just for a split second. And check this out. <laughs> so in my high school chapter, uh, it took me five years to get a varsity game. Ooh. Oh, goodness. That's, that's different than it today. Today, uh, I think I got a varsity in two, three years, man. Yeah, because you had a pulse. Not that you was good. Right. You just had a post. <laughs> hey, yeah. it was eight, man. Five years? Yeah, man. That's grinding. Yeah, that, that, it, well, and see, uh, now these guys get mad now. They don't get get on their varsity field within the first two years. Right, right. <clears throat> and you had to wait five. Five years. Mm. Mm. But as because we in the lounge, we're going to speak straight. When you got to that varsity level in the Dallas area, you know, y'all get paid a little differently at the high school level yeah. than everybody else in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So so you, you hit that high school level and how was it when you when you got that first big check at the high school level? Well, see again, K uh, you probably would have been in the same shoes I was in. You gotta be on one of those crews. Right. Right, right, right. But see, I, every, was, everybody I, don't get was, that big. I was dollars. in California, you know. But I was, he wasn't I was on one of those crews. I was never on one of those no crews. Nobody never wanted me. Oh, uh, he was a he was a baby thrown out with the water. You know, wait, 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 wait. You was never on one of those big time crews. No, not like those. Not that got those big gates. Okay, that worked on the other side of town from different than where I live. Right. Gotcha. Um, 
Gotcha. So then what what introduced you that it was more beyond the high school level? Because you get those big checks. Uh-huh. Or you didn't you didn't get the opportunity to get those, you know, because you in the Dallas area, so it's an opportunity to yeah, he, he messed his question though, Cope. He can't even ask the question. Right. Right. I'm just, I'm just. Hey, like, right. let me let me explain to you. So, Craven, Craven, hey. I was never one of those officials that got a thousand plus dollars in a high school game. Okay, I, so, I wasn't one of those guys. So I know the, several that have, and there's several that still do give. So, what was your best check in high school? Probably like four, five hundred. Ooh, that's still a lot of money when yeah. I was making seventy two dollars. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, no bro. I did a varsity game last <laughs> week. Got, got seventy six dollars. <laughs> right? Woo! Woo! Hey, it's all about like location. A, I think like a varsity game here is just without gate is one fifteen. Mm. Uh. Oh, there you go. It people. ain't about the money, though. See, let's not see. Craven, your questions always go back to the money. Because so uh, doing this for the love. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get people to realize what this is all about when you start wanting to move up. Oh, you right. preaching, sir. You preach. It's, it's about the love of the game. Right. It's about the love of the game. Because if you don't love it, that BS. money don't mean nothing. Man, BS. the higher you go, the less you make. Quickly. Let, let, Let's 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 go ahead on the dive right off into this. Okay. <laughs> so the biggest thing about the officiating thing and where you don't get the knowledge and, and, and where they try to keep this from you is all about the dollar. Prayvon is one hundred percent knocking that dead in the head. Let me explain to you. The difference between getting 100 and 1,000, like you guys just said, oh, well, hey, you got a $500 check? Wait a minute. I'm thinking about those guys that got the 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm still mad at that. <laughs> I'm still mad because none of those guys thought I was good enough to be on one of their crews. Ooh. And I just, I just have a chip on my shoulder. And I've kept it there. Because it kept me with an edge. So, which leads to, okay, you working, knowing that you should be at a next level. How did you know what? That was another level beyond high school. How, how did that next progression work? Uh, well, I went straight from high school to the swag. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What you say? <laughs> You ain't work no uh, so, uh, JUCO or nothing. In it. No, and, and, and people, y'all can't see it, but he's shaking his head like, "Oh no, nah, I didn't do none of that." No, watch the circle. No, but, but, but check this out. It ain't cause I didn't want to. Got you. I don't get to pick. Listen here. Back then, and this was in '98. Yeah. Remember, I told you I started in '94. Yeah. So I started in the swag in 99. Ooh. So hold up. Whoa. Let's oh. Stop. You said it took you five years to get a varsity. So you getting a varsity game and. And then, booyah. You, you got a swag. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. 
I'm out. Yo, I'm out, y'all. Y'all be. Y'all be. Wait a minute. Let me explain this. Let me explain this to you. Let me explain. So, I might be out for a year or so. So, hey, that's all right. That's all right. (laughs) So, because I know I was working, I worked one year on on this guy's uh, crew. Varsity in high school. On his his crew. Okay. So, check this out. That you pick your crew, right? Right. And so this guy picked me to be on his crew as his line judge. And okay. his umpire got hurt before the season. And he and he said, Well, I gotta find me an umpire. And I told him, I said, Look at God, boy. Here he is. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Here me he is. And he, he, he looked at me like because I was a little thinner back then. He looked at me like, man, you gotta be crazy. I know I was. You didn't, because, you didn't. You didn't fit the profile back then for umpire, exactly. right? You had exactly. to have a gut. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, at one time, I used to be known as the smallest umpire. <laughs> <laughs> that went away real quick, though. <laughs> so, um, what do you attribute that to, Coop? Is is it? Uh, just being good, or is it also uh, being, making that jump? Is it also kind of who you surrounded yourself with? It's more with the latter. It's, it's, it's not who I surrounded myself. It's who I went, to went around. Okay, I had to go get what I wanted. See, here's the thing. If, if you can't get nothing from uh, John or Tom over here, Shit, Bob or, or, or Junebug over here might give it to you. So you got to go where you can get it from. And so uh, I had, uh, we over in the uh, South Dallas part of, of thing, right? Oak Cliff. Y'all probably heard about Oak Cliff, right? I, I heard about that. Oh, okay, well, don't be judging us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard how you said that. Oh, yeah. I heard, I heard about that. that. He, he, yeah. saw, he, heard, he talked about that from the, from the tip of his nose looking down at you, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see a little bougie in this coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we can't. We don't do that on this show. You don't pick, make fun of the of the host. All right? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, hey, Coop, give him all he could take because you know, <laughs> you know, Ashanti be on here. He be he be hard to some people, but if he had a game with you, he'd be calling you Mister Cooper right now, Mister Cooper. Mr. Hey, he Cooper. still got checks to get. Mr. He still Cooper. got games to give, Mister Cooper. We gonna get into that later, Mister Cooper. But let you tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> So Coop, now let, let, let's talk about that. So we we could be a year or so off, or yeah. no matter what. Okay, you, you started. You work in high school. You're not getting those big games, and then all of a sudden, varsity and the swag kind of happened the same year or right about the same time. Yes. Yes. How how was that transition? Because when we think about it, we try to just get our feet wet, and especially at the in Texas, right, when we talk about the money, you could be thinking about in high school, like, hold on, I'm trying to get on a big-time cruise to make, you know, some of them guys, like you say, making $1,000, yeah. 600 800 on a and that, that was week in, week out for those. Week guys. out, right. right. Yeah. So, so you, you're not getting that, but then now the SWAC come calling, and the SWAC, you said your best check was 500 bucks in high school. The SWAC wasn't paying y'all no 500 at the time, was it? The, uh, back when I was in, when in the swag, because I, I, back then we used to get travel. 
Oh, okay. See, they okay. don't get traveling now. Right. So it's a flat fee. It's a now flat fee now. Yeah. Now they don't. Yeah. And so, like, I used to get, like, checks, like, like from Dallas, I would have to go, like, to Alabama and I might get, like, 11, 1200 bucks. Okay. Okay. You lucky dude. You messed right. the game up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then, then we were good officials back then. They were just uh, compensating us for what they thought we were worth. <laughs> so, but, hey, so now it's all, it ain't you, about the money. It's, it's all about the okay, experiences about, and the people you meet. Let's let's talk about that though. Now you're in the swag. Does that allow you to still do high school, or did you have to give up high school once you got into the swag? Well, my first year in the swag, I didn't have a full schedule. I worked like four or five games. Okay, and so I, I uh, that's why I was working swag in the high school on the high school crew. But the year after that, I immediately when I got on a crew full time. Shout out to my homeboy referee Hubert Owens. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey y'all. Hey, hey, and Coop. Let me tell you, we got to get Hubert on the show. We gonna talk about it, but Hubert has to be a guest of the show. Uh, We gotta get him on the lounge. Yeah. All right. So we gonna work on you to uh, get make that happen. But (laughs) let let's talk about. Hold on. Let's go. Hold on. Let's stop back though. We never. So how did you get in the swag? Right. If, if you're not getting going. any recognition in Dallas, how did you? So watch this, sir. That's a good question, man. I, I, I got him. That's <laughs> almost like calling you a good guy, Shante. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, hey, amongst mixed company, Craig Munn, I'll take a good guy as a good a compliment. I've been okay. called worse. <laughs> you know so, like I, I like I was telling you about uh, this little South Dallas uh, corridor down here. We got uh, we always had study sessions down here, and so all those guys, like you were saying, who who you hanging around? So those guys, they were all in college. So I was getting information from them. I'm watching them, and so I'm like saying, "Shit, I'm better than I could be better than you are. Hey, you're a little rounder." You know, I got a little bit more, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking crazy and wild outside my box. Guess what? At the time, the supervisor over the whack, God bless his soul, uh, Jim Blackwood. Okay. Right. The supervisor over the Southland was Jim Harvey at the time. The supervisor over the SWAC at the time was uh, George Coleman. All of them stayed right here in the DFW area. There you go. All homegrown. And this is the football mecca, what we call it down here, where we are in the south side. We produce, we produce, right? And it's, it kind of died off. And because, you know, when you put leave things in the younger guy's hand, they kind of let things slide. And all these young guys, they like the microwave, man. They didn't want that instant. They want that instant cook. Right. There was some young guys in the 90s. We got no, that's, still to, the, that's still to this we got, day. We that's got the Afro now. <laughs> we, I'm in the Afro generation. <laughs> right. It's yeah. even shorter now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's there now? And, and, and so that's, uh, that's just like even now. That's why it's hard to even attract people to the game. Is because these young guys, if they don't get instant success, they are sticking around. They're not willing to put in sweat and tears and stuff like that, you know, to, to try to get there. Uh, uh, hold on, Mr. Bear. I, I, I just want to say, 
I have been, I don't know how many shows. This is what we have been trying to say from the start of this show. You talking to a person now, Mr. Baird, that has been doing this. People, this is what we're saying. It's not instant gratification when it comes to officiating world. It's a slow grind sometimes. And guess what? No matter what it takes, if you take that grind, you take that ride, you're going to love every bit of it. And this is what the man is saying. This is this this is what the lounge is all about. Thankfully, it wasn't the first show, but it should have been the first show because this is what we've been looking for, people. But this is what yeah. we've been looking for. Yeah, you don't we don't talk to every but Koof's not the first. Everybody says appreciate it because it takes time. We never had a guest. It took some guy 17, 20 years to get into power five, right? Right, like Jeff Yox. We, we haven't even we haven't even got into that yet. With right. we haven't even hit Power Five, and he already preaching the gospel to understand. Like, hey, my local unit wasn't recognizing me, but right, that stay or stay. But that didn't stop me from doing what I was doing. He realized, like, hold on, my local oh, unit, I, my I, local I, unit isn't giving me what I want, but the guys that's around me is giving me something that. Nobody else can give me because they had the college experience and he jumped on it and it wound up five years, six years in. He's working division one football. Period. Hey man. What drop the mic on that. Right. Let's drop the mic. Drop the mic on that. So, hey, hold up. We can't be doing that now. We ain't gonna let you press the button now. Cool. You can't press the button. <laughs> you can right. say whatever you want, cool. <laughs> Hey, okay, Coop, you want a bomb, Coop? I, I forgot to tell you, too, at the same time, the supervisor of the uh, Big 12 also lived over here in Wiley, Texas. Mm. My good friend, Tim Millers. Mm. Mm. Proximity. All about proximity. It's about networking. So now right. watch this here. So you you know how you heard, you, 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 you probably heard this all your officiating career, especially when you first start out. Hey, you never know when someone is watching. You never know never when someone know. is watching, right? Well, I was out working a JV football game, guys. Not a varsity, a JV football game, and the supervisor of the SWAC happened to be standing in the end zone. There you go. <laughs> he saw me working, and I was working oh. at the umpire. And he said, who is that? And they said, oh, that's so, that's Michael Cooper, so-and-so. He's a little young fella. And they say, he said, I like the way he looked. He just looked a little lazy. <laughs> if you can get him to uh, just start running off the ball to look a little bit more athletic. Well, I, I can run like a deer. <laughs> is that what you need me to do, son? Sign me up. Hear me is again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to understand the hear me is. I'm just making fun when I say that. I don't oh, talk like that. I but hear me is. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, I go. <laughs> Coop, you be, you became Ray Lewis, right? You was that middle linebacker, sideline to sideline, baby, sideline to sideline. Let's get it. That's what I was saying. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. That's it. I'm thinking. Why is this here? So my mindset immediately went to from I'm gonna make the game harder for every other umpire because you knew they couldn't run like you, right? right. They didn't have the athletics I had. That's it. They wasn't as thin as That's I was. It. I learned from about two or three different umpires. So we had umpire country down here. Andre Walsh, he worked the NFL. He worked the New Orleans Saints uh, that that uh, 
that uh, Super Bowl when New Orleans was in the Super Bowl and won. And then I had Roland Weber, God bless his soul. He's still a longtime Southland umpire. Best trainer uh, uh, I've ever been around as far as a fish day. Uh, the only thing about it, I picked up some of his habits and I used some of his words and they're not really acceptable in today's society. So <laughs> I'm still having problems and issues with that. And, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, the, the thing about it is the way that the guy taught me. And, uh, and then, you know, when you learn from somebody, uh, then, uh, our thing here in, in, in our area is you're always supposed to give back. And if everybody's, uh, giving back, this thing should be a big snowball, but sometimes people get in different spots, you know, they walk around and they don't want to help out. I've never took that approach. The only thing about it, most people just don't want me to help. Never mind. You go. Sometimes I'm realizing most people help when the light's off. When yeah. the light's about to be turned off, they're not helping when I, and when the construction of the home is being built. They would have do it when turn when the light's about to be turned off, and that's too late. So, um, say that get, again. I like that. I might want to use it. Hey, I, I freestyled that, so I don't know. <laughs> we, have to, we, we have to do the replay on that one. You know? <laughs> Dude, I heard something about a construction. Yeah, the people, yeah, yeah. So people are not, you know, saying people ain't trying to help when the construction of the house is about to be built. They rather wait till the lights off when it's a, the day out the door to try to hey reach back, and it's too late. That's when, like you said, guys, it's like, hey, man, you haven't done anything. It's not genuine. Yeah. So, and and that's... Help, help build up others as you building yourself is what you're saying, Shante? Yeah, charity starts at home first, though. That's my motto. Um, <laughs> well, 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 see, that's when you... Because uh, you had mentioned that word growth, and you were like saying, damn, we hadn't even got out of uh, the sweat yet. And yeah, like, and you talking about growth? Hell, I was thinking growth in swag. I'm think I went to the swag with my VHS. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was a fresh CDs. Right. Was like, hey, hold up, BBC. No, they weren't like, around. Yeah, yeah, but like, hold that's up. the thing about it. Everybody didn't want to work like that, uh, Coach. I'm not sure I understand. Shut up. <laughs> well, we, got, we got Siri talking, talking to Alexis. Yeah, that's the Mac, man. You know how the Macs are. If you guys know anything about that, they they'll come in and say something, you know, because she being nosy. So, so think. So, I'm, I'm I know at this time you're coming in. You the fret like everybody not knowing who you are. Like who this dude kid, this kid from Dallas, this skinny umpire, and then they seeing you work. What was that like? Knowing like, okay, I didn't get. I didn't get it, and now I'm seeing it, like you said, year two in a college level. Like, hey, like you said, I'm I'm about to stun on everybody to l- let them know I'm probably one of the I'm the best umpire. If you don't know it, how was that like? Because, and I know you're humble. I, I I am, and I tried to be, but remember, when somebody builds something up in you, you know, you don't start building at the top of a damn yeah. house. You got to start at the that's bottom, the, and you, you know, you build this thing up, and so. Uh, I had been around these guys for probably my first four or five years, running behind them, doing their semi-pro game, just holding the chain, just watching them, looking. You know, I, I never got lucky enough to go with them, to go uh, pull a chain in a college game. I had to work. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I worked for a living. I, I, I ain't nobody all that. But uh, 
I also did uh, a lot of peewee games, just learning my rules stuff. That's why I took advantage of all my rules stuff was in peewee. But uh, and the guy that introduced me to the game, the guy was telling me about the post office, I knew it was serious because every day he come into work, he got his rule book and, and, and asking me questions and showing. And so that forced me to get into the, and, you know, and he kept saying, hey, if you know, you got to know your rules. You got to know your rules. You got to know your rules. And I'll tell anybody, if you're not into your rule book, you just wait. You just a play away from disaster because you got to at least know what's going on to apply all that stuff to that game. And you can't wait until something all of a sudden flashes up and and now you're ready to work this. Now that, that's that's just a, a recipe for disaster. So it was always just instilled in me to just uh, always have those core things about you know that that's one thing they can't. You guys have probably heard this. Year. I don't know what your audience is like, but one thing they can't take away from you is when you get something in your mind, you know, you, you read that rule book and you get everything in there because you got to know in order so you can have the success that you want to have. Because it ain't nothing like going out there and, and somebody asks you something. And then, you know, it's just like even talking to football lingo. Sure. You know, I, I try to tell guys, you know, when you go to these scrimmages and stuff and, and like that, when you're working with these coaches, that's the best knowledge there is. But most guys, they want to go out there and talk about, hey, where we going to eat it? And, <laughs> no, man, I'm always business when I'm out there on that football field. Afterwards, I'm a whole different person. But when I'm out there, it's a business. It's about business. And especially – uh, when I found out those guys was like back then they were working in the Southland, I think they were getting like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a game. I was like, Ooh. I was like, whoo! And I was thinking I was better than them. And who keeping the money away from me? That's what you would felt like. Yes. <laughs> and, and watch this here. And I never could find out what like guys in the Big Twelve. I didn't find out what people made in Big Twelve till I got them. And then that's what I knew. I say them dirty. <laughs> them dirty what? Them dirty, dirty dogs. Yeah. Dirty dogs. MF. Dirty, dirty dogs. Bless they, bless they heart. But you know what? I changed that. I changed that narrative because I get so tired of people being. Yeah, man, y'all are too politically correct for me. America is too politically correct for me. I will, I'm from a different planet or something. Because my thing is, why shouldn't I tell this young fella, hey man? You get over here at the time, I think I'm making 3100 a game. You make 3100 a game, you can't go to work and make that shit in two weeks, probably. Uh, right. You know, depending on, you know what I'm saying? This right. is for a weekend. Exactly. This is exactly. for a right. We're talking a weekend, right? And, and right. so I think that you have to expose our young people to these things so they can understand. There is uh, almost a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And, right. and no, and listen, I didn't say we're doing it for the money, but that stuff help out. All right. Sure. Hey, now, now, you cool, enjoy the perks. Before, 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 <laughs> we jump, before we jump too far, you, you in the swag. Let's stay on the swag for a minute. Okay. So you All get right. to the swag, how the bands. <laughs> How the halftime show? How the bands, man? I'm gonna tell you one. Look, this is uh, so we, I, I worked my first game it's in Alabama. Then my second game, my second ever college game, was right here in my backyard. 
Grambling Prairie Beer at the Cotton Bowl. 90,000. 90,000 now. Oh, 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 oh. Talk that, talk that. 90,000 people sit in the stands. Yeah, so this was before, this was uh, this was when they used to actually uh, get that many people up at that game. Right. And then they had a shooting, and so now they don't get that many there now. Uh, safety yeah. is, is a must. <laughs> we, right. we do be, be safe at all times. Hold <laughs> up. They they have Texas OU at the same facility at the same place, right? Different crowd, but we ain't gonna get into that. Different crowd. Got the same police officers. Right, right. Some 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 people. So and I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna get into it. Okay, yeah. Let's go ahead on and move on. We'll come back and revisit that on. We'll we'll name that show something else. Right, right. Don't get me down that lane. (laughs) Don't go. Yeah, you gonna get me down. Hey, no, you want to go, people. (laughs) <laughs> so you're 90,000 90,000 go go, go. okay so let me tell you what happened so now now like you said here I'm this bush eyed I was like 30 years old maybe here I'm a little bush eyed kid young uh, baby I love it go ahead and, young and skinny young and skinny yeah and, and, and so uh, the referee in that game was Harold Cooper Ooh, oh, okay. swag legend. Yeah, well, I didn't know what that meant. So we <laughs> start to mean, you know. So anyway, we go to the game and and we coming in. You know, how you come in afterwards, right before the, the teams and went in, and somebody yell out, "Cool, what's up?" And I look up, you know, because I ain't never been around. You know, I'm country as a dozen of brown eggs, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I look up and, and Harold Cooper said, let me tell you something, rookie. As long as uh, if, if somebody say Coop, they talking to me, they ain't talking to you. And before I know it, I put out one of them. Who the fuck you talking to? This uh, is my backyard. Right. Uh-oh. I know more motherfuckers up in here than you will ever know. Now, son. And I was like, and you know, but you, you know, that's like when you say legend stuff, man, I'll never, I, I mean, I, I I love my brother, but, you know, some things, bro, you guys got to recognize where home is. That's game what is game, is. baby. Game is game. Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, you got to recognize. <laughs> so, how was that game? It, it was a blowout. That's when Grambling, that's when Grambling used to be prayer to 50 something to zero. Uh, this game here probably was 73 to zero. But the band, the experience. I'm talking about the experience. Oh, you know the experience. Oh. What's well, it? I wasn't up for that. It's a business trip, right? Cool. It's a business. They come trip. on. The, the bands come on during the pregame. A shot to it's, it's a business trip. trip. He wasn't there for that. It was a business trip. He understood what was going on. No, that's why I say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, it's a great experience. Now, the better question would be: uh, How did I uh, do when I went from uh, the swag to say like the Big Twelve to see those two different bands and the culture there? You know, because the, the the mind have to change a whole different way. We so, got through that. So yeah, uh, we go. So now yeah. your progression. Do you? So are you thinking anything above the swag? Or are you just happy? Because I. Also, did you, did you get a Bayou Classic? Yes. 
speak on that. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, people, because y'all can't see his face. Right. Armante, you, you, you may need to put this up on social because, because <laughs> when, when, when Ashante asked that question, Coop looked at him like at disrespect, like, of you course I did. Me if I gotta yeah. buy you classic, <laughs> like, how like, dare you? Really? How dare you? How right. dare me? How if dare I buy you? Like he was, he MF. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't my first day here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they call him from the top of the stands. <laughs> right, right. And it wasn't his mama calling him out. It was, it was a fan already saying, "Hey, hey, Coop." So yeah, how I was like, I'm thinking that's just some of my peeps, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was about your classic experience? It was great, man. It, it, the, the greatest part about the Bayou experience was, well, uh, it, it, when when we went back then. Uh, was uh, for my family because they got to sit in the press box right. and all that. And that's a, that's just something that, uh, that's not done on no other level, guys. I'm going to just let you know. I don't think you're going to go to the uh, 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 Power Five or anywhere and that type of stuff will ever be done for your family. Amen. That's, uh Yeah. And it's good you bring up family. So how's your family coping with you being away from home on these weekends now? How's the family aspect going? The impact of traveling and all that? You mean back then? Back then. They were happy, happy to see me go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You a handful, huh, Coop? <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, this is a true story. My wife only picked games to go to where she has got to be something nice and some shopping available and stuff like that. So uh, one game. Uh, so uh, one year I got the uh, Sunbow in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> and, and you know how the, uh, how the families get together and they're all sitting around and talking. And my wife just looked at me and told me, you need to get better. <laughs> so that's a good motivation right there. <laughs> so so we gonna leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, oh, anybody who get that bowl in El Paso is a great bowl, great experience. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, so it so. is. But there's always hey. something better. <laughs> hey, all I looked at it, watch this here. All I looked at it was another chick. Damn. Gotcha, right. So, but it ain't about the money though. <laughs> it's all, it ain't about the money. So that that okay. So you in the swag? How did you progress to the uh, CFO West? I got hired doing arena football, and oh. then and then uh, I was at a clinic. So check this out. I had neck surgery in two thousand and three, so I missed the whole season in, in two thousand and three. But uh, Gerald Austin, uh, uh, that 2004 season, Gerald Austin had uh, sent for me and this other guy to uh, go work a scrimmage over at uh, TCU. It was three of us. And so I just had a neck surgery probably six months out, but I just said, well, I'm going to go out there because they invited me. But I was stiff as a boy. I was like, you think I was stiff now, but I was stiffer than that. Couldn't do the snake no more, huh? Uh, you couldn't do the uh, snake no uh, more. Yeah, I <laughs> no, I ain't been do that in a long time. <laughs> I had two neck surgeries, so but um. Well, what so, do you attribute them neck surgeries to? What, what what's happening there? 
uh, spinal, I was born with this condition where my spinal canal is, is a small area, and so the spinal cord touches. Oh, good. Uh, man. I was, I was going yeah, to I was I was gonna blame it on that damn mailbag. Yeah, Bingo. That's what you blamed it on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that mailbag. Oh, it was that mailbag. That mailbag strap that weight across all that walking with that mailbag hanging down. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess right. up anybody. Hey, hey, they tried. The government tried to tell me that wasn't the case. I said, "Well, let me finish writing and let me finish doing everything, and we're gonna see." Right. And so. They own part of my neck. There you go. <laughs> Wolverine. We got Wolverine in the house. Titanium in the neck. All right. So your neck surgery, you get this practice in. You yeah. know, like every day you knock it out the park. And so of course I didn't get hired. And so yeah, I didn't. I, how I, big I, is I, this? I, how big is this bolt on your shoulder now at this point? Uh, bro, bro. Because I knew it was injustice done. I knew it was a friendship done thing done. Oh, man, don't get me hot like that. Hold up. We'll, 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 we'll talk about like, friendship. Well, whatever. Well, I ain't taking my today. Hold up. I ain't taking my medicine, man. Hold <laughs> up. Hold up. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah, so they hired someone. Based on skill set is what you're no, saying. No, it wasn't based off of skill set. It was based off of friendships. Yes, and we you, all friends under God. You, and, but no, no, no. But you knew it and recognized it at that time. Absolutely, the game that was being played. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and okay. so, and I've always been this way my entire life. So I'm gonna give you a little backdrop, and, I'm, and so, so you guys can really understand something here. So I lost my mother when I was nine years old, right? So that's an extremely hard thing for a young kid to go through. So yes, growing up, I've always been super competitive. I didn't care if we were playing jacks. I'm trying to beat – I had five sisters. I can beat all of them playing jacks. Hopscotch, I'm going to beat you doing that. I'm going to do whatever I can do to perfect anything that I'm going to do, right? And so that's been my mindset since I was a little kid. And so – when it came to football, I just took that same type of mindset of, hey, I want to beat this, you know, I want to be better than this person, this person. I'm, like I say, I was getting, I used to literally take Andre Wash's uh, game. This was back when we just had the uh, VCRs. And every one of his games, I would take his game and set it in my mailbox so he could come home and then I would go over to his house he just showed me then. He showed me, hey, you need to recognize what they're doing before the ball gets snapped. You know, right after the snap, you need to know. So he taught me little things like this. Little, you know, so when you start grasping those little things and you just start looking and just say, okay, well, yeah, within the first second of that snap, I already know what kind of play it's going to be 90% of the time. And then I start putting in, start getting the different formation. Like I said, you know, uh, I believe in learning how to uh, uh, work any position. I forgot to tell y'all, I worked as a deep flank guy one game at uh, Southeast Louisiana when that first year when they came back into college football. Hamstring still sore? Huh? Your hamstring still sore from backpedaling? I just told y'all I was an official. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Coop. You know what, Mr. Cooper? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, Craig Bunn. I'm, I'm talking Ashanti. Watch yourself. Man, 
if I can't uh, uh, run backwards and watch that one guy out there, that's all y'all was doing at the time. But it's a little <laughs> bit more than that now. And I know all the details and I know all of that little stuff. But back, you know, some guys still say that, oh, man, y'all ain't got number one guy. But if that's all you officiating back there, you're going to be in trouble. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah. Ain't that but, the truth? Uh, so uh, the, the, the thing about it is I, I just uh, – I watched everybody and I learned. And so when, whenever we had uh, – uh, we used to have study sessions or something like that, we always talked about keys and stuff like that. So I've been knowing – I've been knowing about who to pick up, who's supposed to have this guy on trips and double-doubles and all of this and that. So that kind of stuff was introduced to me very early on in my career, you know, it's just like uh, double action and all that stuff. Okay. Is, is that, is that something too? Like when you're doing these rule studies that have a broad range of people on the study group, instead of just one particular, like it was just a line of scrimmage, cause you want to get everybody's opinion on a play instead of a, we're all line of scrimmage people looking at this play instead of saying, Oh, I think the back judge, if you got a back judge on the call too, or uh, having those different positions there in the meeting helps. So, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. But see, here's the thing. So, like, uh, probably in my last three or four years, you know, I guess I'm not the nicest guy in America, although I think I am. Uh, Craven, you know, I got I got dibs on there. I'm the nicest guy in America. You, you the you nicest guy at the bar. No, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be the mayor without being nice. I mean, yeah. you're the mayor. So it goes hey, Hey, I, I can on, say you, you, you're going to lose some, some votes, but you're going to hey, win right. the key ones. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to continue to uh, uh, hug babies and, uh, and shake hands, you know? Right. So, <laughs> exactly. so how do you, again, cause how did you go from knowing that, okay, it was a friendship, a backroom deal done on you, you you outworked and still keeping that, that now this, this, you pretty much got the right, you got the Alps on your shoulders now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How was that? You know, I'm like, I got to get better to okay. get. I, or you got to get better people around you, better friends. Yeah. yeah, well, you probably have to get better friends, but I don't want them kind of friends. Right. I do. I, but I ain't going to even say that. I don't want those folks <laughs> as my friends because I, I always think everything should be merit based. I hate someone that thinks that they're entitled because DNA or. Uh, we go to church together. Uh, we went to high school. We went to college. We frat boys. And but why would we do it? Listen, this these coaches' livelihood. How can we, girl? We everybody should have should not even have the audacity to even go there to just hire someone based off of where they're from or because they know someone or. They daddy uh, used to date they uh, Annie or, you know, however those things work. You know, I don't know. But, you know. Right, right. But that's every day in America, though. That's every day in America. So, I mean, you can't get mad about it. But the only thing you can do is just be prepared. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys something that's really, really true. And I really believe in this. And you don't believe nothing else to say. I'm very true and I'm convicted by this. Whatever you want, ask your daddy in heaven for it. Amen. Amen. Leave it alone. Amen. Now, if you put the work, now he wants you to put in the work, but if you put in the work, ask him, leave it alone, 
and let the chips fall where they may. When they, when he decided to pull that blessing out, that wonder to you, I ain't gonna preach to you. You're taking us to church. No, no, no. <laughs> you, 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 you can take us there because you, you, you're telling everybody work yeah. like it's up to you, but yeah. ask the good Lord for that there favor. But work yeah. like it's up to you. Yeah. So now you working like it's up to you, and now you get that call to the Big Twelve. How was that call for you? No, let me tell you how a call was to come from USA first. Uh-oh. It wasn't a call. It wasn't a call. I was in Chicago at an arena football clinic in the middle of February. It's cold as a hat stand. You know who yeah. hat yeah. yeah, that's that's what they call it, the ice in the plane. No, yeah. thank you. So I'm standing outside, and this uh, a guy who used to be in the swag with me, and then he went on to the Big 12. Uh, 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 well, he went to Conference USA, then the Big 12, uh, Keith Gorman. I said, I said Keith, I'm going I'm to ride your coattail. I used to always tell him, I'm going to ride your coattail. And so we're just standing outside, and uh, I'm standing up there looking as fly as I could be, looking all good, definitely, and all that, you know, <laughs> little pimp hat on and everything. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, he stopped this little slim white guy. He said, Gerald Austin, let me introduce you to my friend here. This is Michael Cooper. And, man, I'm glad I wasn't a woman. I thought that man undressed me with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Looked you up and down, huh? You got me, me too. Yeah, you got me too. <laughs> Watch it, sir. He looked me up and down, and he just said, I'm bringing you in as an alternate this year. I, I, I got lost too. I was like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? There you go. <laughs> How does this happen like that? You just stand on the corner, just hanging out. In the the hotel. We standing in front of the hotel. And it's cold. And it's cold. <laughs> you know what? You have to be looking good. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to be good. So does that go back to what you sunshine? say, though, Coop? Did he call you sunshine? No, well, you know, so. Uh, but does that go back know, to what you say, though, Coop? Is that you are everyone? You're always on stage, twenty four hour rule. You never know who looking. You never know who watching. And I never thought anything about that until you said that. I was just thinking of that as on uh, on the uh, plane uh, on the field. Sure, but that's how I got hired in Memphis, USA. Wow. So what was the call to the? Uh, how long you worked Conference USA? Three years. And how was the so the transition? You got the bands and your first. You, so what you thinking about in the pregame? You expect to hear the bands come, and you ain't. I was just glad whenever they played the ESPN thing. I was just <laughs> I, I celebrate that. Okay. It's, it's football. Yeah, I celebrate that. You know, you got to find something. You got to find good in everything, man. You know. Got you. So. <laughs> So so what so now you, what's that next jump? How what's that next call? What's the next next step? And oh, hold up, so now you're in Conference USA. Are you getting the bowl? Getting a taste of that bowl life? Well, so uh, the first year I got one game. Got right? Him, right. So the second year he gave me a full schedule. And check this out, I got fired from the swag that year. For what? Because a new supervisor came in. Oh, Gil Marshall. We can call his name. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I got fired unseen. Sight unseen. Look, let you tell it. You you left on your own. Ain't nobody fine. Cool. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's like pop that pee we owe. Well, y'all gonna let me go. So when you, when you when they let you go, was that the year you had the one game or the full schedule though? Duh, that's how I got the full schedule. But here's the thing. Woo. What do you, <laughs> you sw- wiped that brow, didn't you? Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. How can you fire someone and you, you – I know you didn't go in and look at video of me. So how could you just fire me without ever meeting me or not ever getting to know me? Right, right. For that's official what that, that's progressing on top of it. Well, but that's what everyone doesn't understand here. These are year-to-year contracts. We are independent contractors. It, this yes, is a that's rough a very game. good point. This is a that's rough a, game, y'all. That's an extremely good point because that's what it is. And, and so, like, some people get – that's like I don't understand when, when people get mad if a guy try to go to another conference. It's like, yeah, you'll find me. That's right. But, Hold on. Mr. Mayor, say that again. Say say that again. The loyalty. Hey, it ain't about the loyalty because guess what? Your contract is only loyal for that year. And guess what? That year you can stop assigning me games. You can suspend me. Yeah. It's no no guarantee. Right. Right. You don't need a reason. Right. Your reason is that you don't want me. That's right. (laughs) That was the reason. Right. Yeah, so, this, right. this isn't even at will employment. These are independent contractors. So that how did that so that phone call, like how was that? I don't understand. I'm still baffled. Yeah. Well, okay. So I talked to the guy eventually, uh, Gil, but I waited till I got him in my backyard because he came out to the Grambling and Prayer View game. So it's nothing like seeing someone face to face to have those conversations. And so I just asked him, and he just, he just, he couldn't give me a straight answer. He said, I didn't know who you were. There you go. Wow. How long did he last in the swag as a supervisor? One year. Huh. Woo. One or two. Woo. Woo. Don't blow up your bridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so now you, you, you go conference USA. Tell us about the call to the CFO West. Yeah, so my first year in Conference USA, I think I had my best season ever in my officiating career. I knew I'd had a great year. And what I call a great year. I'm, I'm just saying I had a good year because I don't want to put great nowhere. I'm had a good year. You retired and, now. You can call it great. You retired now. It was hey, you know year. the story changed right. like that fish. It right. gets bigger. So right. you, know. you can retire now. You can call it great. Right. So you was the uh, first official from Conference USA to get off the championship game at the BCS Bowls. <laughs> you can tell you can rewrite history. <laughs> uh well anyway, I, so I uh uh I didn't get a bowl game and I went to Gerald and I asked him about it. And he told me, he said, quit being so antsy. It's your turn, right? Hey, and I'm like, no, but and I'm like thinking to myself, that's bullshit. I knew I performed all those guys that's out there, and that's the way my mentality was. Now, I didn't realize that was another learning thing. I didn't realize is that that's the thing that they had. They had. That thing. I don't, I, I, I've never liked it that type of assignment to where you're not putting the best out there. Uh, because my thing is, if you yeah. walk in, if, if, if you walk in that door, we all going through the same thing. So if, if I'm if I'm better, I should get it. It shouldn't be the same old guy. 
uh, just because he's been there, uh, just because he's never worked it. I don't, I don't like those excuses for um, getting the assignments. I think officials, if officials had uh, any, what's that good word? What's a good word? Uh, group rules about themselves. You guys yeah, are. You talking about, you talking, I know what you're talking about, some cojones. Right, well, you wouldn't take those assignments, but again, like Craver said, you ain't going to turn down that You ain't going to turn down the yeah, Hey, you ain't going to turn it. Not you ain't going to say no to money. Not at all. <laughs> right. Not at hey, all. I understand I may not have deserved this, but hey, hey exactly. good luck next year, though, bro. Exactly. My name is on the pay two line. Exactly. And that's all that matters. So you signed it over to Miss Miss Bad. <laughs> so then now that so I'm saying so the chip is just huge. Yeah. So the next year, I say, well, you know, I gotta go back and have the same type of year. Cause I want him to tell me again. Right. Well, the next year I got the best bowl game that conference USA had. Quit being answered. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't in El Paso, was it? Where was it? San Antonio. Okay. okay. Oh, man. Like the Riverwalk. <laughs> the Alamo Bowl. Right. Okay. Right out there, that Riverwalk, man. I heard it's yeah. fantastic. So I, I had uh, Penn State and Texas A&M. Football powerhouses. Come on, and, man. And so check this out. And this is how when you say you don't know what's going on, you're just doing what you're going to do. So John Bible... It was a long time, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. in, the, in the Big 12. He yep. was the rules expert for that game. Okay. But, but at least that's what we thought he was. I didn't know Walt had sent him down there uh, or whatever. And uh, so uh, – Because Bible was still on the field at that time. Yes. Yes. Okay. John had just came off the field working the national championship game. Right, right. Okay. Uh, that year. Yes. Uh, he was going to be working at the National Championship game, but, you know, it was just like, okay. And so uh, that March or April, Gerald Austin called me and said, uh, hey, you're going to be getting a phone call from Walt Anderson. He wants you to come down and work uh spring game. Say, uh, he want to, uh, we're going to do a split crew. You guys work uh, half of Conference USA, half of uh, – Big 12 schedule. Hold on, Coop. Just so everybody who don't know Walt Anderson is, who is Walt Anderson at this time? At, at the time, he was the supervisor of uh, the Big 12. And who is he now? He's the supervisor of officiating staff of the NFL. Okay, just don't want to give everybody perspective of the level that Mr. Cooper's talking Monty, about. Monty, Monty, stop kissing. <laughs> come on, man. man. Come on. Yeah, I'm actually, God. I'm actually really God. serious though. Hey, Coop. I, 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 no, no, no. We all know who he is. Hey, not, no, everybody who don't know. That's not true. Who was who was John? So, so, right. Who John Bible? That's what people don't know. Who John Bible is? Yeah, that's but don't. I hope John don't hear that. John will go crazy. That, I know he will. <laughs> yeah, he man. man I, I learned ego from him. <laughs> <laughs> you already, but you already got the ego. Yeah. Hey man, yeah. no guys. I've been around some guys with some super super egos, and it's great. It's great being around those guys because you get to stick a pin in them and bust it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you work in this split crew, right? Yes. Now you still so the chip on the shoulder, so the um, the chip got to be bigger now. Like, yeah. So this this was my first year, and I'm working half conference USA, 
has Big 12. So what the most interesting about it, guys, I'm going to just fast forward. No, I'll fast forward to that later. So after my first year, you know what I told you my mentality was, right? So I go and I'm the uh, my first year in the Big 12, I am the uh, alternate in the Big 12 championship game. And I get uh, to go work the Sugar Bowl, the 75th Sugar Bowl. <laughs> and so, you know, when, when you look at a little country guy like myself from Shreveport, man, like, man, no telling what that man won't do. And I, I don't kiss. I, 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 can, I can say that, right? Yeah, yeah you right. can. I can say that in the lounge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do not do that. I've never did that. So no one can ever. Hey, I'm going to say this, though. Your wife was happy because you, you did what she said. You got to get better. You went oh, no, that was my no, that was my second ever bowl game. Oh, but you went from El Paso to... No, uh, no, no, El Paso was later. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh, my bad. No. Oh, <laughs> no, you got to realize when you, you don't go from, uh, I think what I did, the Sugar Bowl, then all of a sudden next thing you know I'm working, maybe then I worked the... Uh, the uh, El Paso Sun Bowl. Sun Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but I had worked like two or three bowl games. She, and she, she saw, the, she saw so the big she was time. Right. She saw the big time. Say, yeah, baby, you got to do better yeah. next year. So yeah. she was forward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I see the the, the reference. Yeah. So, so now you 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 seeing like you said your first half year in, and you seeing you are alternate and you on the Super Sugar Bowl. How was that? It was mind blowing. It, it was really mind blowing and. The, the 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 most I got out of that was I was like I ain't even in the Big Twelve yet and they gave me this right right so the next year Conference USA schedules come out so it's me Scott Vaughn and Rusty Bain Rusty's in uh, NFL now and uh, right. Scott he he went to the uh, SEC but he's retired off the field too. But it was us three from Conference USA. And so the next year when Gerald put out the cruise, the three of us are not on cruise. And we was like, and, and Conference USA had pulled out of that CFO West thing. And we was like saying, well, I called Gerald. Hey, man, what's going on? He said, Uh-oh. hey, you in uh, Big 12, you need to call Walt. Well, you don't know about call Walt. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm not picking up the phone at this call it Walt. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, so, y'all was talking big second stuff a second ago. <laughs> but ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna pick up the phone and call the supervisor they think they may work for. Yeah. And uh and so that that's my whole story. That's how I got into Big Twelve. I didn't even know I was in the I didn't know. It was like, wow. So that wasn't even a phone call. It's just like, hey. So I know you. We talked too offline. You, you you talked about your relationship with Walt Coleman was the fourth. Yes. How how, how was that? Oh, super, yeah. super, super good. We worked together because, like I say, he came down south with us. Got you to learn the game. And so uh, his dad told him to come down here. That's how how well we're known, and we all—they all look like us. Okay, so right. he came down sure. here to learn how to officiate the game with, with the crews. Got you with a little swagger. 
because I know you, we talked and you talked about your relationship and how I can't doing the turmoil of the George Floyd, how you guys became close. Oh, yeah. Well, y'all, I can tell you a story. So uh, it, it really wasn't George Floyd. It was the Juneteenth. You guys, y'all getting the national holiday now, right? right Freedom yeah. Day, baby. Freedom Day. Yeah. I told my business partner, this is the last June 19th I'm ever working. Don't expect me here next year. That ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> Yeah, so one year we were in, uh, we were working arena game, and we were driving down the street, and uh, it was three three brothers and two white guys, and so, and Walt was one of the white guys, and Walt's a history guy anyway, and so we started telling him, well, you guys are going to drive us today, because this is Juneteenth and all this, and we were just, you know, just, just, just like what football officials do, just have fun. And so we educated, we had to educate Walt on what Juneteenth was. And so when the George Floyd thing happened, uh, he knew about that type of stuff. But also he had experience because we had got stopped by some police. So we were leaving the stadium one night. What's his name in the SEC? Well, you can tell him, you know, Matt. Matt Law, Matt, the referee over in the SEC, he, uh, he was driving, and I was sitting in the front seat, and he had Lil Wall and his dad, because his dad came to watch him, and the other brothers were sitting in the back of the band. You know, this was on another trip. Mm. <laughs> and so we get stopped, and the police pulls us over. The police make a U-turn and pull us over. And so Matt puts the car in park, opens the door and jumps out and I loses my mind. <laughs> what is you doing? What's man? going on? Matt Hold on. This no. ain't protocol, people. This I was like, no, no. Because I thought we were getting ready to get killed. Right. 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 And he came back to the, uh, to the van and he said, man, what's wrong with you? Cool, what's wrong? You know, because they thought I was just bull driving or whatever. You can't do that. Right. And I, I told him, I said, I said, listen, man. I said, when that police pull up on you, don't you ever do that when I'm in a vehicle with you. I said, you go hey, 10 man. and 2. Right. And he said, is that what you guys have to do? Literally, yes. he had to have those type of conversations. And this was back then we was having those conversations. And so, a uh, little while, uh, when the George Floyd thing uh, uh, happened, he reached out to me because he got two uh, uh, little boys and he reached out to me and said, man, I'm glad I had got to spend time with you and just learn. And he said, so I'm now having to explain to my kids how unfairly uh, uh, you guys are treated. And, and so, but Walt has always been that way. He's always been, he always wanted, anytime he worked, he always say, I want to work with some brothers. Okay. We go. And, and, you know, so you, you know, so he's, he's always a special person to me. Good guy. Now that you now that you talk about that, we see a lot, you know, happening. You know, all black crews working games uh, and different things like that. I, I I thought it was real great to see that. You know, the NFL did it, the Big Ten did it, uh, the Pac twelve, and there was some other conferences that had all black officiating crews. It, it, it was great. It was it was a show of, but now we getting into we getting into the new season. Okay, we getting. Will those things season. still happen? They should. 
it's sad that they, we had to that we have to go through something like this before you can realize. First of all, let, let, let me let me digress and back up a step. Please if do. You please. At, if you look at the football field, if you got 75, 80% of the players out there are black, don't you think you need to at least have some form of a black officials out there? I mean, uh, I, I mean, you know, it's just certain things that you just but again, people do that illicit bias, they act like they don't see it. You know, that's an easy thing. You don't realize we're doing this. You know, it's just like uh I'll take this young official, but I got money, a young official. Oh well, he needs snaps, he needs snaps. What, what about this other guy you just hired over here? Straight from high school. So what how do we balance this out? When are we gonna get past all this here? Because I know if I'm going to war, I want to go to war with people I know that's going to be able to handle what's going on out here. And, you know, when it's just like, sure, okay, so we're celebrating the fact that we've had all black crews. But do you think they celebrating because they have all white crews? If it is, they having a party all the time, right? Sure. So. Right. <laughs> so the uh, so I play the devil's advocate here. I play the devil's advocate. Hold on, hold on, Shante. But I'll play the devil's advocate here. Is uh, you can't play the devil's advocate on that one. So please don't. You absolutely can. What What people will say is that if the if it's if the house is on fire, I don't care what color the fireman is. I just need a firefighter. Thank you. But watch this here. Also, if that house is on fire, I want qualified. Sure. And I want somebody. It's, it's good to be able to see somebody in there that look like me that's coming in there to get me, too. Hold up. But you know what I'm saying? I might feel a little, I, they might calm me down a little bit. Just My bad, cool. Sure. We, I'm a, I don't even like that analogy because that don't even make no sense. If I want qualified. If my house on fire, I ain't worried about who, who the color of the people is. That's different than this aspect. Right? Because you can... That house ain't on fire. The house is being built. So you can, you know, so you can do that. Sure. Make sure everybody's, you got the qualified people there and you can pick that. So that doesn't equate here. Sure. Because okay. we don't, we don't, we don't have no emergency call out. This ain't we no got, emergency we, call. We got all the planning and everything else ahead yeah. of time. Sure. So it, 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 it seems like and, this. And hold up, Craybon. No, no, no. no wait, wait, wait. Over, hey, Mike, I'm making sure I'm getting a qualified person pulling me over either. That. No, 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 Ashanti, Ashanti, I can put it like this. We talked about the James Floyd stuff. We talked about the all black officiating crew. That's when they needed the fire department to show up. That was the emergency. Sure. What we saying is let's let's stop having it be the emergency call that now you have to have us show up to where it's it's the norm. Because if we look at today. Because we in season two. You look at the games today, because this is going to come out when the games kick off now. Now we're going back to it may be one brother, two brothers on the game, maybe, or maybe no brothers on the game. So hey, the man, thing I'm, is, is we have, to to, we have to do something special <laughs> to get all of us on the game. I, I but yet snaps. on every other weekend, it, it, it take a little work to have three, four of us. So do we need the emergency call out all the time? Because that's what your firemen, you don't care who show up when it's an emergency. Okay. 
So true. that's what we're saying. After James Floyd and all what, oh, what's oh, going yeah, I on. I see what you're saying. So Absolutely. now this is a regular call. Right, right. right. I, I'm now this is a regular right. call. It's just anybody that's going out there. And once again, now we're not there no more. And if it is, it's just one of two of us. See, Absolutely. this is what you're not starting. Hold on, hold on. See, this is what you're not starting. <laughs> Coop, Coop, am I wrong? Because, you know, my, my, two co- my two co-hosts getting scared. They're they getting hey. nervous right now. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm going to tell you, well, like I said, Trayvon, I, I got a saying. They told me so when I went to Mexico. If you scared, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really scared about it, but I... I uh, one one thing I'll say is I'm not scared about it, but I do want to make sure that we we are representing everything and every aspect of a conversation. Oh, of let's course. not let's not so, let, right, let's man, let's make sure that my, when we're speaking my, that, my we have, that we have that we have that we can talk intelligently about both sides though. Let's oh, just yeah. say whoa whoa now. Let's, so let's not let's, up that. See now you brought up a word intelligence. So yeah, like we up here just. Uh, I'm no, I, I'm, I'm saying I'm intelligent. <laughs> what you are you talking we're about? Not, we're bringing up. Yeah, let's talk about these issues. When you say we ain't, we ain't just talking out the side of our face. Absolutely, we're not. talking about experiences. Absolutely, and not. what we and we're just stating we're not. It's not an opinion. It's what we see. So and Coop. So let's go to your transition now because you came off the field and you have a new role in something that's something that's important to you. Now I'm I'm, I'm working uh, with the. Uh, NFL as a scout, and then I'm working with uh, Conference USA as a evaluator, trainer, and observer. And so the things that I'm trying to get accomplished, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to put myself in a situation to where I get somebody to start listening. Oh, there you go. So when, when, when we say, uh, you, you remember we were saying all about the money, the check, and all that. Well, guess what? I don't give a about that now. Excuse me if I shouldn't have said that. I don't care about the money now. I care about how this game is going to be protected moving forward. The integrity. Yeah. Yes. And so with that, uh, with the integrity of it, we have to uh, uh, get some of those things addressed. It's just like the Sarah right here. It's hard to, like I say, it's hard to get people, especially blacks, into the officiating business because they see the disparity. So it's hard to kind of buy into something when you see a disparity. It's just like almost at the end of the road. It's not many many guys that's going to get to come off the field that's black and that's going to have something to do after they come off the field. They're throwing Mm. them to the side. They're mm-hmm. not saying, hey, you want to transition into replay? You, you, you want to come become an evaluator? You want to come help us train? You want to help us scout? What, what, what is it? My question is in this thing is why, why, Craven, why should we keep going in this business if they're not going to let us have longevity? Exactly. Because I've seen. I've seen where the 70 and 80 year old guys are still getting checks. Still getting checks. Still, yes. They find a way. They find a way. Exactly. And so I'm just exactly. saying if those playing fields don't get to where they're so, going to get guys that look like me, those opportunities, I just want to, I'm, I'm just wanting to bring that out. So the, I'm going to play Monty's with the devil advocate. So are you saying we need to have guys like you in the room right now? It's, how do we get the guys, like you said, how do we get you in the room 
You know what I'm saying? And what do you say to the people who say they can't find the qualified underrepresented minority? Well, in, in, in my situation, I'm uh, like you say, I'm in a I'm in a management room or something like that. So now I can at least say something. I don't get to make those calls, but I have a voice in there. Yes. And so the only thing, it, it, what is left up to now is that how do I use my voice? And if my voice is not heard, what do I do? I don't want to tuck my tail and run. I've never been that type of a guy. So, but uh, that has to be addressed. And so hopefully with some of the things that I have that I'm working on coming down the line, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to uh, reach out to every major supervisor to have those conversations about in, in behalf of uh, the state of uh, football officiating. Because see, so many people are afraid to really just say what's going on. I don't know if you guys, you guys watch that show, The Have and The Have Not? I have not seen it. I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very popular, but we we don't watch the own, the own I don't watch the own network by myself. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I ain't mean to show my uh, sensitive side. <laughs> I guess I better stop saying that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, 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 Mike, Mr. Mayor, we're going to have to get you back on the show okay. because it is, you have an amazing story and you speak the truth. You, you make my co-host a little nervous. I'm good. You, you, you got them shaking in their boots. I ain't sure. We ain't sure. But, I, but, but, I but we still trying to get hired. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't yeah. sure, but we still trying to get hired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, but here's, so here's, here's, like you say, we're still trying to get hired. Here's the thing. Your work should speak for itself. Go put in that work. If you put in that work and you trust that man, don't 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 let none of these other folks take you no different. I'm I'm I, he did it for me, and I, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I've I and I've told I've had I've just had an NFL guy get a call. I got tired of his telling me about hey man, so and so hey man, go pray about it and leave it alone. Well, he get the call. I've had this to happen to two or three guys I've told that. Leave it alone. Y'all, you just don't don't underestimate what that man will do. But we gotta ask him. And then we gotta put in, like you put say, work. if we put in our work and we ask him, hey. The sky's the limit. This too shall pass. Well, well, everybody. Hey, that we, we gonna end had, on that. We, we we have had a great show on the unofficial lounge, and we can't even get to the under review. We're gonna have to have right. this man back again before we can get to the under review. And long, Mr. Man. Mayor, Mr. Cooper, we really appreciate you having you on the show on the unofficial lounge. Thank you, Mr. Cooper. Am I too long-winded? Is that nah, right? nah. Oh, it ain't not true. at all. It's all on us. This is this is hey. This is one of my I, no disrespect for everybody that we interviewed so far, but this has been one of my favorite shows. We've been talking about getting you on the show for a while, and I'm glad that we waited a little bit so we was a little bit better prepared to have you on the show and get this type of content from you. So I appreciate it. Well, I, well, thank I you. hope my content is good enough for you guys. I just, I love, I'm an honest person and straightforward. And so anybody that knows me, they know that's, that's the truth. So. Amen. Amen. 
Yeah. Michael Cooper. You should have heard the um the pre production uh interview. It was it was better than that. So all right, thanks, Cool. Thanks, man. Cool. We, thanks, we, cool. Hey, love you love you on the show. All right, bro. Y'all be good. All right, get back to work now. Yes, sir. You know it. I'm already in the button. <laughs> Later. Thank you, Cool. The A-Team Officiating Camp website is at ateamofficiating.com. Registration will begin January 1, 2022. We will have on-field classroom instruction, and we'll also introduce replay this year with some special things for replay that we think will be very exciting. And all of this will take place at the Marriott in Sugarland Town Center in Sugarland, Texas.